0: Yes, it's true, teachers have summers off, and they think they work hard, skeptics scoff. But though doubters impugn that September to June, rota hoe is more chasm than trough. I'm Heidi Marks Morris, and I started teaching high school in 1995. Despite nominal retirement in 2015, I've been in the classroom ever since. I'm writing a book about what I've learned in my career because I want to help others experience the connections and joy that I have found in successful teaching. It's called Teaching Matters, and you can sign up for news of it at my website, marksteachingmatters.com. You're a teacher? Oh, you're so lucky. You get summers off. That's a sentiment I've run across more than a few times, and there is certainly a lot of merit to it. Having a summer off is glorious. The sunshine, being outside, free time on my hands, no job to report to, for three months out of the year. That's not really true, it's it's more like ten weeks, but let's not get quibbly over stuff like Weeks of vacation, shall we? But what about the other nine months of the year? The August, late August, September through June grind of a school year. What hours does a teacher actually work? This is a really interesting question because it seems like there should be an easily defined, clear answer so many hours per day, or at least so many hours per week. After all, a teacher signs a contract for a certain number of days in a teaching year, and each working day is specified to be a certain number of hours long. Nominally, it's a 40-hour work week, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, with one to two nights worked per quarter. Those nights are to accommodate such things as back-to-school night, or open house, or parent-teacher conference, or graduation, official school functions for which a teacher's presence is required. However, the eight hours of work in a day that a teacher is ostensibly paid to do, are not sufficient to complete all of the tasks for a single school day. As I neared the end of my stint of 20 years of teaching, I began keeping track, just out of curiosity, of how many hours I worked above and beyond the contracted number of hours. By the end of the first semester, I had logged over 500 overtime hours. Granted, that is not the norm necessarily. So many things I do are not the norm for better or for worse. However, the number of hours in a day is simply not enough to meet the number of hours of work that a teacher has to do. Specifically, let's talk about preparing and grading work. Completely within the purview of a teacher's contract are those two essential tasks of teaching. How long does it take to prepare for a day of teaching? Obviously, the first year that you teach, that number is enormous, So much planning and revision and preparation and gathering of resources is involved. But subsequent years are less cumbersome because you have all of that prep that you have done from the prior year or years, as time goes on, at your disposal. However, prep is never actually finished. I taught comp for 18 years, and every single year I revised my lessons. Those revisions were both extensive and minor, week to week and month to month. But never did I have a fixed entity of this is what I will do for the next month, clearly and immutably in my head planning for math is much less cumbersome in my experience because math is much more concrete. But then I'm not creative and I can easily imagine that more creative math teachers would spend a lot of time planning projects that allow students to explore the concepts that math teaches. Planning requires a lot of hours, and a teacher is typically granted one to two hours of prep time in the course of his or her eight-hour workday, and that's if you count breaks and lunch as prep time. Two hours to prepare every lesson, every handout, every test, every rubric, every project for every student with every accommodation, it's a stretch to imagine that two hours would be enough. But we haven't even begun to talk about the grading. Now, having taught, having taught three different subjects, English, Math, and Spanish, I can say with a great deal of certitude that English teachers have the short end of the stick on the grading assignment. Oh, very yes. I typically would have around 150 students per day in a full seven period day, wherein I would teach six classes. 150 was on the low end. It would range between 150 to 180, and some years I had over 200 students in a day. Let's imagine that each of those students writes a single paragraph. In one day and that it takes me only two minutes to read and provide thoughtful feedback for each of those paragraphs. Do the math and you will see that the two hours of preparation time that I have, well at least the portion left over after all of the prepping, doesn't quite cover the amount of time I need to respond to all of that writing. And that doesn't even talk about the simple tasks such as recording it in the grade book, writing the formulae to correctly calculate the grades with different weights in different categories, returning the work to the kids and generally staying organized. I think prepping and grading take hours every day and those must of necessity happen outside of class time. Those overtime hours inexorably build up to the weekends. Every teacher tells herself or himself, I'll get caught up this weekend. I'll get ahead with my planning. I will empty that in basket. I will deal with all of the emails with the different requests from students, and I will start Monday fresh. At least I always tell myself that. I have a very specific goal to have grades current every Monday morning so both the students and I know where we are going into the next week. The weekends then become not days off, but days of work wherein my time is up to me to choose how I dispose of it. It has occurred to me, as I've reflected on this over the years, that the hours that a teacher works are incredibly constrained during the course of the day. No class on the planet drives itself successfully for more than a few minutes at a time a teacher's constant attention to the students in the class is essential. Now that may seem like a no brainer, but what that means is I don't have time to do any of those extra tasks when students are around. And so if I blow it with my preparation and I forget to make a handout and class starts, What do I do with the time that is now gaping open ahead of me with students staring at me and nothing in my hands to give them? They don't sit there happily for 15 or 20 minutes while I backfill my planning. I have got to be prepared going in. The consequences of poor preparation on my part are immense stress for me, obviously, and justly, but also incredible loss of learning for all of my students. And the momentum of a class is a moment-to-moment, day-to-day thing. If I blow it for a few minutes, I can hopefully recover with practice by the end of the period, If I blow it for a few days in a row, I may never regain control of that class. It is imperative that I put in that planning, that preparation and that grading outside of class time to stay current with the on the job task of teaching. And those hours, as I've mentioned, spill over into after school and before school and during the weekend's time. So does a teacher get summers off? The short answer is yes. Thank heavens. On the other hand, not really. Those 40-hour work weeks for those 10 weeks during the summer, we have already logged during the school year, staying abreast of our teaching assignments. And this is speaking strictly to the contracted tasks of a teacher. What about all of the other hours asked, if not required, by the contracted teacher's colleagues, students, and their parents? I'm talking about supervising after-school clubs. I'm talking about... Being the honor society advisor or the mock trial coach. I'm talking about doing all of these sideline activities at sporting events, driving the score block, score, uh, the time clock, keeping the score book, driving a stopwatch, whether it's for a swim meet or a track meet or a basketball game or a volleyball tournament events that go on for hours every day most of the school year, and they've got to be staffed by somebody. No, teachers don't have to do it. But if you're interested in building connections with students who also happen to play a sport, there's no better way to do it than showing up and supporting them at their events. And hey, if you drive the score clock, you get a front row seat. And nobody blocking your view of the game. It's a perk. All of those extra duties aren't compensated, by and large. And yet they are a real, real black hole of alleged spare time. I remember bringing papers to grade to the basketball games because halftime was 10 minutes. And if I went fast, I could grade an entire set of vocab tests in 10 minutes. Better not put that time to waste. As a young teacher, the time that you have beyond your workday belongs only to you. When you're married, raising a family, those hours are demanded by others as well. I have no idea how teachers raise families while teaching. Many, many do, and they do a wonderful job of both, and it boggles my mind. Naturally, different teachers have different appetites for, different capacities for, and different opportunities for those beyond the eight-hour workday assignments. One of my dear friends and colleagues of many years who taught art, counseled me to mention that the hourly demands of teaching must shift as your teaching career adjusts to your personal life. And of course, she's right. I've lived that slightly and vicariously, but I'm here to say that the number of hours that teaching demands never end, not even during the summer. Even in my five years of nominal retirement, I find myself thinking, oh, keep this article. This would be great for the rhetorical unit on whatever. The preparation is running in the back of your head all the time. The summers off are glorious. And are they ever necessary to refresh, recharge, regroup, reconnoiter, the coming school year. There's a lot of joy to be had in teaching, and there's a lot of exhaustion in the day-to-day execution of it, too. As my rookie teacher this year observed, you don't actually get evenings and weekends off, do you? Nope, you really don't.